Space trash. Trash in space. Space trash. Lifestyles, the rich and Uranus. Space trash. Celebrities, they're trash. But the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. <laughs> Greetings, trashlings, and welcome back to another episode of Space Trash. Lifestyles, they're the rich and Uranus. And I'm Sarah Armour. And I'm Molly Molshine, and we are here with the most anticipated memoir since Spare by Prince Harry. And this one, thankfully, is about a tenth of the length. Right. <laughs> so last night I edited our Jada. I was like, let me just see how long Jada's is. And then I looked and I was like, oh, my God, it's 15 hours. And I was like really ready to slam her. But then I was like, well, actually, Sarah, go back to your audiobook library. Most memoirs are about 15 hours audio. Yeah. And then I got the email. Brittany mm. was ready. Brittany's is a slight five. And I was like, five hours. This is going to like be like a podcast. Like this is a breeze, you know? And after listening to me trash Jada on the podcast the night before, I realized, you know what? I'm being unfair. So I bought Jada's book too. And I'm going to do them both because oh. the, the truth is if Jada has 15 hours of story then perhaps she is worthy that's the name of her book if people don't know that's the name of her book yeah and honestly she might be worthy of all that time everything that we were saying yesterday is our own shit like the one thing you said was is it possible that will is like the most enlightened man of all time and it's like actually it is possible and from what i know they both don't come from very strong family units and ultimately especially i think in hollywood either it is or is not a business decision i don't know i'm kind of curious also we were trashing her for tupac in just doing a slight bit of research oh she's known tupac since high school like it's not like she was like oh i met tupac and we're soulmates like no like i have guy yeah. friends like that that feel like soulmates and so i did think later at another date maybe for the patreon and once i get into the book i would like to see jada's chart with tupac's chart i'd also like to compare the men, but I also just want to say that maybe she's not the best actress in the world. Okay. Britney's not the best singer, even though she did have an illustrious early life, which we will discuss. But the other thing I want to say is with all that Virgo in her public house, actually maybe writing is her thing. Maybe she's a great writer and maybe she actually has done all of this to stay in the public eye and, and be a part of the Will Smith machine. But you know what? You were saying, what is, what, what is her secret? What is her secret to get all these men and just lay on her feet and let them, her dummy mommy them? And I just realized, like, I want to know. And I'm going to give Will and Tupac and Jada the benefit of the doubt. And I'm going to listen to all 15 hours and five of Britney. <laughs> well, I don't know if I'll join you, but I'll, I'll let you know and I'll, I'll give a, re I'll report back. Yeah, let me know if it's interesting. I'm sure she has a really great tale to tell. And I also felt a little guilty because we were a little hard on her. Trashing her. Yeah, we were. I, I do feel a little bad about that. But I, I just don't understand. Yeah, I just don't understand what's going on. And yeah, maybe I do need to read the book. But we're here to talk about Britney's book. It's called The Woman in Me. And yes, it is a scant five hours long. I'm reading it. Sarah's listening to it. Michelle Williams is pursuing the EGOT by reading it on Audible. And we're we're going to do probably four episodes about this. Today we're doing up through chapter 12, which like I, I didn't even, I mean, it moves so fast. The book moves so fast. Mm -hmm. We go up to and including the Justin Timberlake abortion. So I didn't think that was going to happen till later. What are some of your initial thoughts on having read the first 25% of this book? 
Well, let me be clear. I haven't read it. I have listened to Michelle Williams doing Britney reading it. Is she doing an impression or is she just doing herself? Okay, so this, I almost want to just send you like an audio clip and you tell me what you think. So she's not doing an impression per se, but I don't know where Michelle is from. Like the first, when I first, so like Brittany does the forward and it's her, even though actually I had to listen to it like three times on like, I did one speed and then I did like, like negative 0.5 speaks. I was like, is it Brittany? Like there was even a part of me hearing her voice where I'm like, is it AI? Is it Brittany? And then I'm like, no, I think it is Brittany. As we learn through the first fourth of this book, chain smoking has been a big part of her life. Like she might sound like that because like she might like, she might just sound like a smoker now, you know? And so I, know, but I love how she's just like, I smoke Virginia Slims and it's like, just like my mama all, taught me when I was 10. I know. I was like, I hope they're paying you for that. First of all, because you know, cigarettes aren't cigarette companies oh, no. aren't allowed out. to advertise they're not allowed to advertise anymore so that is like the best ad that money can buy britney spears smokes virginia slims that's iconic like so but many would they girls be allowed in- to pay for it i don't know because it could be a loophole i mean if they could they would and it will then become a supreme court case and become outlawed but i if you're gonna go down go down on go down with britney endorsing your product you know yeah so, i mean pretty that was so funny placement, I, yeah yeah, and I love it too because it's like smoking is such a bad look nowadays. And she's totally. just like, I smoke Virginia Slims. I don't know. It's like cute and and funny, and I liked that. But well, yeah, and the so she so she does the intro. She dedicates it to her boys, the loves of her life. Then she does the intro where she like lays on the rocks and connects with God and nature as a little girl. And then character change. Michelle Williams is. The narrator now. Oh, I texted you right away. At first, I was pissed. I was like, why didn't she at least do a Britney impression? Why isn't she doing a Britney accent? Or just, I don't know. I just right. felt like, why, why I heard Michelle Williams and I was like, this sucks. We need the Southern flair. When I put it in 1.5, all of a sudden, it sounded like a really good Britney impression. Oh my God. That's so funny. I'm going to play. I'm going to record you a clip after this. Tell me what you think. Anybody listening, please let us know. Join the Patreon. Let us know. I started, I couldn't believe it. I was like, wow, actually, cause it's not like Britney has like a thick accent and we don't really know what she sounds like, sounds like anymore, but we know that she sounds like maybe like frenetic. Yeah. Clipped, clipped, um, Staccato. like a little rushed. Like she's kind of just trying to like f- finish speaking a little bit. So like when it was 1.5, I was like, this is a great impression. So. You know, it it grew on me. And then by chapter 12, I was like, that's Brittany. That's great. I mean, that's a great thing about technology that I would not have ever foreseen. It helps Michelle Williams sound like Britney Spears. So let's get into chapter one. Yeah, the please. really shocking thing was that that was just really mentioned kind of briefly and just makes everything fall into place so perfectly is the monster grandfather that she had. Well, not only the monster grandfather, but his wife, the, who she's named after. Yes. The grandfather's name is June. Oh, that's is, what it was. June and Jean. Yeah. And the grandmother's they both are, name. They're, they're such a, they're such a genderless names. Yeah. It's really weird. The grandmother's name is Jean. This is from the book. Jean suffered the loss of a baby when he was only three days old. June grandfather sent Jean to Southeast Louisiana hospital, a by all accounts, horrible asylum in Mandeville, where she was put on lithium, which Sounds no, there's so many patterns. The whole first quarter is almost like setting up a perfect arc. I know where all these things are going. There are so many, 
so many. This is about karma. This is great already. I just want to say. Yeah. Lithium is still what they use to treat bipolar disorder. I'm not sure if it's been confirmed that Brittany was ever on lithium, but I mean. You'll probably tell us. She's not hiding much. In 1966, when she was 31, my grandmother, Jean, shot herself with a shotgun on her infant son's grave just over eight years after his death. I just got chills. That's so sad. So this poor woman, she clearly had postpartum depression over the death of her son, and her husband sends her to a mental institution. God only knows what they did to her there. They put her on lithium and, like, in the 60s, mental health obviously care was completely different and right, then, they literally like cut kennedy's sister's head off right like frontal lobotomy like crazy yeah. shit and then she committed suicide on her infant son's grave like that is so dark and so sad so and then, that's the that is the paternal grandmother that Brittany is named for named for named yeah. for so Brittany jean so then her dad Jamie, they really like were ahead of the curve on the genderless names in the, on this side of his family, which is surprising because it's very toxic masculinity centric. But June and Jamie, June, I mean, Jamie, Jean, they were yeah. the J names. Yeah. So, so Jamie, her dad, um, he grows up with this crazy ass abusive father, June, who would put him on these crazy exercise regimens, kind of reminded me of David Beckham's dad from. Mm last week or two weeks ago except that and, david beckham like i had a shot i know oops and oops, I did it was, the dad the abusive grandfather was a cop obviously no of shock. course no and they said that he okay so he sent his second wife to the mental hospital as well the same mental hospital and she has a line in it where she's like i guess this is like sort of the beginning of like I don't know if it was like my troubles, but it was like, they always said like the Spears men were bad apples or something. It was like, oh my God. Like, yeah. I mean, that's putting it mildly. Not only was he abusive to his wives and his children, he also hit, he allegedly, one of, one of Brittany's father's half sisters said that June sexually abused her starting when she was 11 until she ran away at 16. So this guy is just a complete, an like utter a, monster allegedly monster. who yeah. has just been i mean destroyed he just destroyed like his entire family it's just and and she just says it all so matter of factly it's so sad i sort of think that's an, a stylistic choice yeah i mean you don't need to you don't need adjectives when you're describing that kind of abuse like you it's it's so much stronger to just let the actions do it, in writing we have a saying say show don't tell it's just so much better to say what was done and you don't need to say anyone's emotional reaction to it. You don't yeah. need to dive any deeper into it. Then here's what, here's what you did. And everyone is just going to be jaw on the floor at that, well, at those re- revelations. And it's sort of brilliant because what it's asking the reader slash listener to do is react themselves. So when she's just yeah. laying it out, like it's like, Hey, this is just what it, the whole thing is very flat. She actually says in the first quarter of the book, some remarkable stats about her that we've all but forgotten. Yeah. And maybe didn't even give her credit for in the first place. And the whole thing is incredibly flat, which I think is genius. I think making it five hours is genius. Everyone's going to buy it. Everyone's going to listen. It's the easiest read slash listen ever. 
And it's not flowery. It's not her feelings. It's not anything other than this is what happened. This is my story. And as a result, we're all like, oh my God, how, like, wasn't she upset? This all, like, even the first thing you said, this, all the, all the dots start connecting right away. This is what we've been waiting for. Yeah. It's crazy. So then on her mom's side of the family, you have this elegant, classy woman from London, Lily Portel, which was her grandmother, who during World War II meets an American soldier, her grandfather, Barney Bridges. This is her mom's parents. And at a di- at a dance night for soldiers. And he proposes to her, I guess he was just a hottie in a uniform. And then she he he brings her home to America. And she grew up in London. And she ends up at a fucking dairy farm in New Orleans, outside New Orleans. In terms of also just the remarkable synchronicities, Lillian, like, I always hint at it. Like, if I ever have children, I have two daughter names. And one of them is Lillian because I'm Lillian. They call Lilith, like, Lilith women are Lillian women um, of the Lilia or whatever. So the fact that the grandmother that she seemed to have a better relationship or at least that line of the family because i guess it was her mother it was lillian's mother that actually was like the savior but either way lillian is lilith Brittany jean has lilith conjunct her son wow so not only is she jean but she's lillian Oh, wow. Of course she has Lilith conjunct her son. And and, her son- and later in the later in the book, when she starts talking about why was everybody treating me like I was a dangerous woman, that is the paradox. She is living the pop star paradox of Lilith's son. Oh, that is so fascinating. And of course, actually her son is- repressed and expressed and rejected and ab- like, do you know what, I, do you see what I'm saying? That the yeah. sort of Lilian dichotomy, it actually really explains Lilith energy to a T wow and she's a Sagittarius just so everyone knows so her her, obviously I mean Sagittarius we always say it is the pop star sign Britney is the pop star I mean Madonna is really she invented the the form and she's a Leo but I think Britney represents like she's kind of the natural conclusion of the type of pop star that Madonna kind of invented like all-consuming in ways that you would not ever think would happen for someone who's just a singer in the music industry, like becoming this huge icon, the snake starts to eat its own tail. It's like, it makes so much sense that her son and Lilith are conjunct. Wow. That's so crazy. And I think this grandma Lillian is so, I mean, she sounds a lot like Brittany. Like if she was born today, she would have also been like, I'm leaving Louisiana and going to New York. Like I cannot be, on this dairy farm in the 1950s after I grew up in London. Well, and she sort of got tricked into it. So it was sort of like she thought that she, like, fell in love with the guy in uniform and that he was promising her this life. And as she committed to it and then got into it, it was like, oh, my God, what have I signed myself up for? This is the beginning of the end. And a lot of British people, I don't know if this was true back then, but certainly now, because of our movies and TV and everything, British people think all Americans are rich. So like she, if that was true back then too, she probably was like a dairy farm. What? Poor Lillian. So, okay. And wait, the last thing I'll say real quick is, Oh fuck. I had a really good point. I'll come back to me. Never mind. Okay. Uh, she, she 
references how much she loved copying to this day loves copying her grandma's british accent oh that's what i was gonna say that's what i was gonna say that's the british accent that's because she's that was her grandma people think it's kooky and crazy and it is a little bit but it it makes a lot of sense that her grandma had a british accent like that's why that's where she got it from like she's like going into some like schizo episode she's doing her loving grandma yeah exactly very cute very cute so now we get into her childhood um her parents elementary school um she talks about her dad drinking this i highlighted this quote that made me really sad i always wanted a dad all i wanted was a dad who would love me as i was somebody who would say i just love you you could do anything right now i'd still love you with unconditional love First and of it all, makes isn't that so relatable yeah so relatable that's all kids want from their parents and it makes me so sad because i think a lot of the time people have kids to kind of try to close the loop on that type of love and get it if if they can't get it from their parents maybe you can provide it for and get it from your kids and her two male children have been spirited away to hawaii so that their dad can continue to collect child support instead of getting a job it's just so so tragic it's so tragic and it's always at the hands of men not saying it's her kids fault they have no agency in this whatsoever but it's their kids it's it's kevin federline it's her dad it's like just every man in her life but also like later on when she gets to new york the record executives she like loves them which i really um like the executives and max martin the producer i thought that was really nice that she did have some positive male role models because god knows they're not easy to find in this day and age or any day and age they're probably only getting better but I thought that was nice that she was like the guy Clive or whatever who, yeah. who owned Jive Records. And she's just like, I just thought he was the coolest person ever. He had this cool accent. And just to skip ahead a little bit, just so that I don't forget this point that I have been thinking about all day is it's so like we were raised to think of Britney as someone who was focus grouped into existence and that there was this, you know, cabal of old white men in the shadows kind of pulling the strings and making creative choices for her and making business choices for her and that she was not a creative and she was an industry plant and it just it becomes so clear that she was just a teenager on her own and like yes she had a lot of record executives who were plucking her from obscurity and putting her into these positions where she could do stuff. But she did have so much more agency than we were led to believe. Like that was always the line around her was like, Oh, she's, she's just a product. She's not making any choices. And it, I don't know if it, if it's accurate or not, but something that really stood out to me reading this was just how alone she was for that whole early part of her career. Like she was kind of like a lone wolf and Felicia Collado was there to help her. But like it, she, she, I don't know. It's like, you think you had this idea growing up that, or I did at least that it was like the board of men in the Barbie movie that represent Mattel, that you just had that all around her at all times. And that was who was, like, obviously, she was a world-changing talent, no matter who was making the decisions. But it seemed like those men were making a lot of the decisions. But just from reading this, it doesn't seem that way. It seems, well, I don't know. She actually gave language to kind of what I've always wanted. And, like, I, I think I told you I almost got signed by a record label um, a few years ago. And oh, many yeah. years ago now. 
But I was so disappointed to find that they weren't actually like what she says is I was ready to do all the work. And she did. She was the perfectionist. She was the one like run it again until it's perfect. This was her joy. She just loved it. So she sang her way out of Kentwood when things were violent and had the drive and the talent and the charisma. But what she needed from the record labels was like a bunch of people that would. Oh, she said it really well. It was like that would package me so that I would be accessible to more people, which is all I've ever wanted, baby. It's like, yeah, that's what it was. It's like when she connected with the record label, she it wasn't like she was like writing the songs herself necessarily, but she was collaborating and she was like, oh, this is how it works. Like, we're going to work with you're going to set me up with producers. We're going to work together and we're going to make something that then we can like she just had a, a team behind her, but they were not inventing her. She was right. her. They were working with her. Yeah. Totally. And I always hoped that was the case, but you know, we, it was the two thousands. There was a lot of misogynistic messaging around absolutely everything. And the line on her and Christina was they are puppets. So I don't know. It's just cool to have, and again, to have her show and not tell us that that was not the case. So anyway, back to Kentwood, she's waitressing at nine years old. That that was just a weird little random aside. I had to go back and listen to the ages a few times because I was like, wait, did I hear that right? I'm like, a lot of, I know. there were a lot of jarring early, early moments for her where it's like, wait, how old? Oh my God. Yes. Her mom started giving her daiquiris and white Russians while driving to the beach at 13. Her mom was having her drink. And, it, and in fact, she was letting together. Brittany drunk. Sorry, say it again. They were drinking together from when she, when Brittany was 13 years old. It's like, no wonder she was sort of, you know, her image was, I guess you could argue sexually precocious because she was everything precocious. She was like, it just she seems was raised like in, that way. Yeah. In Kenwood, it was just like, oh yeah, you're, you're able to walk here, have a Virginia slim, you know? <laughs> Dude, she literally <laughs> tells the story of they were coming home from the beach once. She was drinking with her mom all day with Jamie Lynn in the back and Lynn had Brittany drive home. I don't know then, if she was if Brittany was drunk during that part. I don't know if Brittany had been drinking. Or, I think well, maybe she had been drinking, but either way, she was thirteen and driving. Yeah. And her mom was like, did you smoke a cigarette? And like screamed at her or something. And then Brittany like crashed the car, and it was like, Brittany, you moron, you crashed the car. It's like Brittany's thirteen. She's thirteen. She yes, yeah, she was DD because her mom was drunk. I think. And well, okay, like that's what it was right. But either way, she was thirteen. I know it's so crazy. What? It's so crazy. So no wonder when people were like, "You're dressing too sexy," she was like, "Huh." She's like, what yeah, I mean? was born 21. Yeah, she's like, I've been drinking and driving, not at the same time, but separately since I was 13 in Smokey Virginia yeah. Slims. Like, what do you mean yeah. I can't wear a belly shirt? What? Right, right. So funny. Um, So then they, she goes into New York and gets, it's so funny because all this early career stuff I actually have memorized because remember when we were little, they would have uh vh1 behind the music you would just watch it all day every day and they would always play the britney spears one i know her entire resume it's so funny and i've seen all the clips of all of her singing all of these songs that she mentions on star search and everything so well, that's kind part of the fun of it too in the same way that like the posh and back thing where it was like just this walk down memory lane where it's like but but what again what's so powerful about it is like she's not saying this was so powerful she's actually just laying out her resume and it's it's like oh my god like yeah but I do kind of wish that she was a little bit more introspective about this time period and that she explained how she felt about the fact that her mom was so happy to to take her to these places. But I also think I think I think, like, I think it was a point. I think she was trying to just be like, I was so happy. Yeah. And I think her parents gave her a lot of agency again with the drinking and the smoking and the driving. 
they also clearly let her make her own career decisions. And the minute she left the Mickey Mouse Club and said, I don't want to go to New York or L.A., I feel a hankering for just being a normal high school kid. They were like, OK, so I I don't know. It doesn't seem like her parents were. It seems like they needed conservative conservatorships at the time and they just didn't have anything to conserve. Right. Exactly. The age old dilemma who sends you to rehab when you're not making anyone money, you know, and they're already planting the seeds, though, for how fucking fucked up the conservatorship is, because what we already know before we even get there in the book is that all the things that they said were the reasons they didn't trust her were everything about them. It was the ultimate projection already. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I mean, is it any wonder that she thought driving through L.A. with one of her kids on her lap was no big deal? I mean, she was, was driving. Like, you should have seen the baby yesterday. He was driving by himself. Right. Right. It is so exactly what her parents had done. It's it's mm-hmm. wild. Um, But she doesn't seem resentful or angry at her mom for, you know, taking her to all of this. Like, you know, thinking of the book, I'm glad my mom died. Obviously, that one is all about how, what is her name again? Jeanette McCurdy. Yeah, she like, felt like a, a little bit. opposite narrative. Yeah, like she felt kind of pimped out by her mom. But it seems like Brittany and Lynn were in it together to the extent that she refers to her agent as our agent. This yeah. casting director referred my mom to our agent. And they decided I was ready for Mickey Mouse Club. So then she goes to Mickey Mouse Club. She quickly connects with Justin Timberlake. They had a sleepover and they played Trigger Dare and someone dared Justin to kiss me. A Janet Jackson song was playing in the background. Can you believe? I know. Taylor Swift invented accidental Easter eggs from her early collection. I mean. So funny. So funny. The priest. And once again, who's sending these 11 year olds to a co-ed sleepover? I mean, the whole thing. And and like they're, they're 10, 11 and they were all already smoking cigarettes. I know. So funny. I mean, I did a lot of stuff early and I was rebellious, but 13 smoking cigs is so hilariously like a different story. It's so funny. No, I literally think COVID has, has actually introduced you all and myself to my most rebellious years yet. I'm not even kidding. Really? You were not a reb? No, I just fucked. Mm. But I was not a reb at all. No, I, no, that's, that's hard to believe. Like I was like, you were like theater kid, I guess. I was just like a really good kid. Like, yeah. like I would offer to DD, like it once I got my license, which took years, but like, yeah, I, I was just like a not responsible. Like I definitely like drank, but I didn't try cigarettes literally until I was until COVID. What? I didn't have a cigarette until COVID. Oh my God. I thought you had relapsed during COVID. No, I never so smoked funny. a cigarette in my life. I smoked cigs in high school. I thought it was cool. Not it a one. Cool, I didn't I smoke pot in high school. I didn't smoke cigarettes and I only started drinking like, you know, my junior and senior year. And actually, I didn't like beer, which is what everybody drank. And so I would sneak out at parties and I would dump it in the bushes. Oh, my God. That's so funny. I was like inhaling beer. I was obsessed with drinking in high school. Like, yeah. loved it. I was just fucking. <laughs> Love it. So she loves the Mickey Mouse Club. She says it was a terrific experience. It got my feet wet in TV. Performing on that show ignited me. From then on, I knew I wanted to do what I did there, singing and dancing. Her castmates, this is where she says they're going off to New York and L.A., but I decided to go to Kentwood. Already within me was a push-pull. Part of me wanted to keep building toward the dream. The other part wanted to live a normal life in Louisiana. For a minute, I had to let normalcy win. So I guess she's saying this ignited something, or uh, it made her feel the push-pull. I didn't think she still had that, but I guess maybe she does, and we'll find out more about that later because, I don't know, I didn't think she really cared that much to live 
a normal life, but I guess she does now just want to have a normal life with her kids and they won't let her. Right. Well, and I also think that that was part of it that like, that's, I think even part of the childhood stuff too. Like obviously the abuse and the father drinking stuff is really like not a happy time in her life, but I think she makes a point of it to say like, even though things were obviously difficult at times, like I have really fond memories. Like she yes. is like, uh, like she didn't hate the dairy farm. She actually liked it. She just was like, I got to get out of here. My dad is totally blotto. And my mom is like, the, the, it, it was too much chaos. Yeah. She doesn't even, I don't even think she feel like she just, she has one line where she's like, I loved going to the beach with my mom and drinking daiquiris with her. Even amid the darkness, my childhood had a lot of really fun moments. Like, I don't even think she had a drive to leave her family behind because of how chaotic it was. I think she just had a drive to perform. Like, I don't think there was even a, like, I don't even think it was about lifestyle or money or anything like that. It was just like, this is what I love to do. Even well, and I also she... think it, it also seemed like that was one of the things that in that environment made everybody happy. Yeah. And she was, she's so adamant not to present herself as a victim. It seems so far. She talks about being at, uh, she talks about being at her bad friend's house, the one who introduced her to cigarettes and she had a crush on a guy who was always hanging out there. He was 18 or 19 and he had a girlfriend at the time. One night I was sleeping over at my bad friend's house with no, and she's only like 11 here. And with no warning, the guy I had a crush on snuck into the house in the middle of the night. It must've been three in the morning. I was sleeping on the couch and I woke up to him sitting next to me. He started kissing me and we were fully making out on the couch. And you think it's going to go into this like trauma story, but then she's like, it was sweet. That was all he did. He didn't try anything else. I just really loved how she was like, she just is like, yeah, this guy was way too old and made out with me, but whatever. Again, I think the lack of affect, like there were some things that were really traumatizing. Other things, I was just boy crazy. And she's not trying, I think it's an effort to not try to make anything more than it was. This is just Mm -hmm. what it was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it will strengthen whatever argument she makes later on about actually being exploited and objectified and right treated in a way she didn't want to be because in this case she didn't feel that way so she knows yeah. the difference. so remember her voice how different it sounded when they would play those clips on behind the music i'm britney yeah. I'm- <laughs> it's all really throaty but she's going for it she when she went to see the executives in new york city she's saying whitney houston's i have nothing you cannot even imagine her voice now singing that i don't know she doesn't go into the decision that led to her being in the mickey mouse voice you know and no, i think I'm she really... does she does she talks about how she's working on that first album she was working with max on the day that they were actually going to lay down the tracks for baby baby she purposefully stayed up all night and chain smoked all night because she wanted her voice to sound raspier and sexier she was like it's going to sound cooler and like more r&b and a little bit darker if i yeah, don't but i like still that still doesn't that doesn't explain the higher register sort of sexy baby kind of singing versus the belting that she does in those younger clips and that's what I'm interested in knowing and there's always there's been a narrative in the really hardcore Britney fandom that that was a conscious choice to have her sing in the sexy baby voice and that she didn't want to and these guys made her so i i just want to i want to know what the truth is it's interesting cuz it is i mean her voice that she ended up singing in for all of her hits is so iconic i mean it's a better way better choice that that she did use that sing in that register you know yeah. like 
she would she wouldn't have been i mean christina aguilera was the belter and britney was the eh, you know so it, it just makes more sense that she did that it's it made her more iconic but i want to know why well i think it probably if anything she does mention that both she and christina didn't get on mmc their first years because they were just like too young but actually when they were on mmc nikki nas club for those who don't know they mm. were roommates because they were paired together because they were the same age. And I think she probably just was like, oh, that girl does that thing. So I'm just going to like, cause at that time she wasn't in baby voice then she was just a baby, but she was very like, <laughs> yeah, she was like Miss Charisma. She was dance. Brittany out dance Aguilera and she out charisma Aguilera. And she knew even then that <laughs> was going to be Aguilera's world. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good interpretation and it definitely makes sense you want to know something really funny when i was getting my c-section last week do you know the there was this new commercial for just eat the delivery app that came out with christina aguilera and the rapper lotto in it oh i didn't know that they sing this song and the song is about ordering food from a delivery app but it's really good and they have this like really high budget music video i don't know if maybe it's only in the uk but for some reason a lot of the time of the super traumatic, I mean, it wasn't traumatic in a lasting way, but it was terrifying at the time, like experience of having an emergency C-section. The Christina Aguilera vocal runs from this Just Eat commercial were stuck in my head. Oh, that's so, now I'm going to have to listen. I know, I have to send well, it to you. Did you feel because, like it like got you through? No, I just think I was having like so, like a little bit of a mental breakdown. And my like, brain- Every time you were like breathing, it was like, ah. Yeah, it was like, (laughs) yes, and just weirdly replaying things from the last 12 hours, like the night before had been a rugby game, and one of the rugby players for Ireland, his name's Bondayaki, and that also kept playing in my head over and over again, just the name Bondayaki, and like, I was just like on the brink of insanity, losing it, and those were like the two things that just kept popping into my head while I was like, am I going to die? Is my baby going to be okay? So this, now I feel even closer to Christina Aguilera as a result of that. And Molly, this Molly's not okay with this, but I want to say join the Patreon because whenever we get into it next, I would love to talk about the astrology and the story behind your emergency C-section because it's so astrologically interesting. I was waiting, watching, and oh. it's perfect. Your baby your baby picked the time and it was I know I would love to do it see the thing is like I really really wanted to go into labor spontaneously and if I had so I went to 41 weeks and one day if I had said it's okay I'll be induced at 40 like all of the shit that went wrong probably wouldn't have happened which is wild but she needed to be a Scorpio moon I was just gonna say you wanted a Scorpio moon more I know. No, that's not true. That's not true. I wanted to have a quote unquote natural birth more. That's what I was really, really, really hoping for. And like, really. Right. But you were like, I'm not going to say anything until the Scorpio moon, if anything. Yeah. 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 No, (laughs) I, I do love it though, because she, she'll have a really great emotional connection with her dad, who's also a Scorpio moon. But it's just honestly, honestly, Will Smith has an incredible career. Yeah. I would love for I I said the stars are going to be the kids are going to be stars. We're set for life with this chart. Yeah. Yeah. Great. I'm good. I'm really, really happy about that. And I'm as I'm reading this, I'm like, maybe I can be a stage mom. Maybe, you know, maybe their agent, their agent. Yes. Lynn is not the one who fucked her up. Jamie is. Jamie and Jamie and Jamie and Jamie. 
maybe there is a way to be a wholesome stage mom. No, I'm going to, I'm going to keep, th- I'm a journal. Honestly, on it, no, but... you know who is Beyonce is actually. Yes. Tina Knowles. Tina and Beyonce are both, I think, stage moms with heart. Yeah, we do need, I do want to do a birth episode though. Cause I think I like, I don't know. I just want to put it out there what happened and how everything went because while I was getting ready to give birth, I was like furiously searching for people's birth stories on uh, like podcasts and stuff like that. And it is something really helpful that people like Mm -hmm. to hear. And a lot of the ones that people talk about are the ones that go exactly to plan. And I think it would be good to do one to talk about what happened. But this is this is just all sidetracked just because the Christina thing made me think of the ridiculousness of laying there with someone elbow deep in in my internal organs. And in my head is just <laughs> and I'm like, what? The Just Eat commercial? Like, yeah, but that's why you pay the big bucks for for advertising, because like, boy, did that work. It did. It did. So, okay. Back to Brittany. Uh, I had to highlight we're now she's, she's met Max Martin and she's recording songs for her first album. I had to highlight, I flew to Sweden to record songs, but I barely registered the difference between there and New Jersey. I was just in another booth. I was like, nicest thing anyone's ever said about New Jersey. I it's can't just tell like you. Stockholm. It is exactly like Stockholm. Stockholm syndrome. Once you get into yeah. the music industry, you're truly confused. Yeah. Um, We're both from New Jersey. A, so it wasn't assault. He was just an adult. It's like, okay, 11 year old. But, but no, I can't tell you how proud I was that she was like, first of all, I love that she like kind of trashed LA like the whole time. She was like, no matter what we think about her Calabasas driving days, she's like, I love the New York artists. I love being a New York talent. And they would drive me to New Jersey to record. I was like, wow. I, I've i never been so proud. And I've never, yeah, I've never loved Britney more than when she was like, I might as well have been in New Jersey. It's like, yeah, remember that, everybody. We got corn. We got tomatoes. If you just stay in a sound booth the whole time, it will feel exactly like Sweden. You don't know where you are. Yeah. Music. She- <laughs> yeah so this is when she's saying i would stay in the studio as long as i could if i wanted to, if anyone wanted to leave i would say it wasn't perfect and right. she says max martin listened to her when i said i wanted more r&b in my voice less straight pop he knew what i meant and he made it happen yep. and now i love when we go into the baby one more, one more time music video because we've all known for years that they wanted to do this corny animated video and it was so going to be so stupid. And Brittany was like, no, 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 no. It needs to be me and my Wait, friends. For any of us that I actually don't know what you mean. It was supposed to be an animated. Yeah. They wanted to do a, she says the label came to me with a concept for the baby one more time video in which I would play a futuristic astronaut. The mock-up I saw had me looking like a power ranger. It's kind of funny. Cause that sounds like the oops, I did it again video. I was just going to say, actually that was just for later. Yeah. But I thought, I don't know. I always thought the lore around it was that it was supposed to be animated as well. And she just thought it was really corny. And she was like, no, I had a feeling my audience wouldn't relate to it. The image didn't resonate with me. I told the executives at the label that I thought people would want to see my friends and me sitting at school bored. And then as soon as the bell rang, boom, we'd start dancing. Now, this to me is like, thank God she went back to Kentwood for a couple years of high school and had the normal, boring, mundane experience of sitting there waiting for the bell to ring. Because if she hadn't had that experience and it didn't inform how this video was made, like if she had, if it had been an astronaut concept, the song wouldn't have been as big. It just simply would not have been as big. Like it was all about the, like the song is incredible and the video pushed it over the edge. Don't you think? 1000%. I remember the day that it came out 
we were waiting with bated breath to request it over and over and over again on the box so that we could learn the dance. Mm. And what I think is really cool about that story, too, is that she talks about how Okay, so then they made it like a schoolgirl thing. Her idea, they weren't exploiting her. She thought that would be cool because that's what she wore. She went to parochial school. And she was like, I know. Why don't we do casual clothes outside so there's a stark contrast between when we're in school versus when we're out of school? And everyone's like, okay. That was yeah, all- that's, that's so smart for a 15-year-old. So a 15-year-old to be like, this is how we're going to tell this story visually with, with the wardrobe and with the, I don't know. It, it, I just was like, she really never got the credit that she deserved. It's never. So crazy. It's so crazy. It's like, that's the kind of thing that you like learn in film school. Like here's how to tell a visual story, you know? And she just yeah. innately knew it for her first music video ever. Well, that's kind of why I bought the Jada book too, because I was like, wait a second. Like we are programmed to not give women credit. And I would like to try I know, I know. Now I'm coming around as well. I, I'm maybe I'll re- I don't know. You have to tell me how it is. Rich Dance. Like, I'll tell you. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll fit. Yeah. If I've ever, as if I've ever briefed anything. I'm a... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she, she compares performing. It wasn't about posing and smiling. I was like a basketball player driving down the court because she used to be the point guard. I had ball sense and street sense. I was fearless. I knew when to take my shots. I love comparing her dance to athleticism because that is the way that that is what it is. It's always been so athletic. She always, I always think she never gets enough credit for not overtly, but sort of covertly being a body posi sort sort of body positive at a time when everyone was heroin chic skinny Brittany was out here talking about how she does a thousand crunches a day to get abs which is also really over the top but at least her mindset like Brittany was never talking about dieting or lacking anything it was like i'm gonna i'm an, an athlete i'm a dancer i'm working out to and i'm fueling my body and i'm strong she was muscular like yep. she looked healthy and i just think she never got any credit for that because it was really cool 100 percent. and also like you know again we don't need to fast forward too much they didn't even get to this and i don't even think she mentioned it but like they would do those like celebrity basketball games like she and jt would play and like she would sink shots she's an athlete yeah, she's awesome. She's awesome. So let's read some. She goes into some stats. By the end of September, the song was on the radio. I was 16 when on October 23rd, 1998, which I'm like, oh, my God, they came so close to being. What would that be? The the 25th anniversary of Baby One More Time if they had released this book yesterday, but instead they released it today, October 24th. Wait, I didn't even put that together. Like, October twenty third, nineteen ninety eight. I'm pulling up the chart. I'm kind of curious. Yeah, I'm like, why didn't they just release it one day earlier? Like, do they have to release books on Tuesday or something? Is that just the way it is in the publishing industry? I don't know. I'm gonna observe this chart further, but I already have some ideas of why. Yeah, twenty five. It would have been twenty five years on the dot. That it's just wild. Uh, it actually 20- is. That actually is fucking wild. Right. October 23rd, 1998, the single hit stores. The next month, the video premiered and suddenly I was getting recognized everywhere I went. On January 12th, 1999, the album came out and sold over 10 million copies very quickly. 
this is all just on the strength of how awesome that song and video were. Like it's, I don't think it was a, it wasn't a different time of the music industry when they marketed the shit out of people and they did tee people up for success. But that is really so insane to sell 10 million copies of your first album. Uh, I debuted number one on the Billboard 200 chart in the U.S. I became the first woman to debut with a number one single and album at the same time. I was so happy and I could feel my start op- my life start to open up. I didn't have to perform in malls anymore. Then she tours with NSYNC. And she and she's reconnected with her childhood friend and first kiss. Or I guess yeah. not first kiss. Well, yes, first kiss. I don't know if he was her first kiss. I don't know if she said that or not. I think she did get, I think it was like, there were like 10 on Mickey Mouse Club. And then she like, then made out with the boy. Yeah. And she went home. I don't know. Something like that. Early, early kiss. An early kiss. She touches on the David LaChapelle Rolling Stone cover where she's hugging the Teletubby. And it was controversial because it played up how young she was and how sexy she was. Again, very Lillian. My mother seemed concerned. Yeah, my mother seemed concerned, but I knew that I wanted to work with David LaChapelle again. It's so funny. My mother seemed concerned. Like, I mean, it's... Well, because they were probably both drunk being like, you think it's a good idea, Brittany? I know. And it's just You sure you want your sexy... You you sure you want your titties out there? Like, was her mom even on the set? Who was making the call? You know, like, it just seems like she was given so much freedom and agency as a minor it's wild. It's and then so... any anything you've ever seen of Felicia, like who I really I said that like I trust Felicia. She's the only one I trust. But you know Felicia was like, as long as Britney's alive, I'm doing my job, right? Because she it's wasn't like... her she wasn't her parent. Was it her place to step in and be like, this is too sexy? Not really. Got to make sure she gets home every night. I know, and it's just so funny that like just by being herself, just by doing the making the artistic choices that she wanted to make, she would literally like set the world on fire just with magazine covers like everyone would be talking about it for days on end you know this that's is the pa- how power this is why sagittarians the biggest fire they can catch that's why sagittarians are the greatest pop stars yeah why explain because it's because it's the biggest fire it's like it's not like a you know aries is like the spark leo is like the campfire uh sagittarius is like the forest fire Okay. That's, it has the power to change everything, transform everything really fast. Aries wow, doesn't that. really, and Leo doesn't really. Sag does. That's interesting. Even if you look at the difference, what you were saying between Madonna and her journey, Madonna's such a Leo, but Leo's more of a campfire. Madonna had to work really hard to be noticed. Come to my campfire. Everybody like me. I can warm you. She had to do a lot of different versions of herself. Yeah. Lucky Star was not her first single. She had a flop single before that. I think she was in a band for a little while. Like she was, yeah, it was not like literally she's so lucky that she's a star. Eh? I don't think so. I think she would have been no matter what. Well, I was just trying to do a Britney lyric, but you know. I know, I know. It was good. Just like from a Sag perspective, like, you're so lucky. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Madonna, and you don't got it. Like, I got it. I never yeah. realized she's so lucky she's a star is a play on Madonna. You must be my lucky star. Yeah, yeah. She has a lot of those. She's really, like, into music. She celebrates women. I mean, some of the names that she drops in this are iconic. I'm sure Madonna will come into it more. Like, she is, I mean, we know because they, um, LOL kissed, but like, uh, yeah, like, I think she pays homage and she's a real music fan and music lover. And I just feel like I love this fucking book. Yeah, it's really good. 
and it's giving me such pangs of nostalgia. It's almost, yeah. it's painful. It's I like, I feel the same. Do you know what I mean? It's hurting me. I'm like, oh my I God, I want to go back to those days when I know just like the MTV, when MTV was kind of in its prime for us, Ugh. at least, I guess some people would argue it had other primes, but but like, yeah, she TRL. was a regular on TRL. That's what she said. Like she started becoming a regular fan favorite on TRL. It's like, yeah, she, she actually did. Yeah, she was our was favorite. Just- she was our fucking favorite. So much money was being poured into entertaining us. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes. Yes. The recording industry cared about getting our attention. And so there was just so many acts that were being groomed for stardom, groomed for more nefarious things. Unfortunately, that was a Certainly. bad word choice. But I feel like now no one even tries to get the youth anymore. It's just kind of whatever surfaces on TikTok is going to be the thing. The youth is getting the youth yeah yeah that's why the industry has changed it's like there isn't like some overlord that's like gonna make anything happen it's actually the the uprising of the people thing yeah which is definitely good has a lot of good aspects as well for sure it just seems like we need to connect the two i mean i i think a lot of like kids coming up now who are really talented probably aren't being given the resources that britney justin and oh for sure were given because there's such a disconnect between what people are actually listening to and also the recording industry doesn't have any money anymore it's like way harder it's the only way to really really make money in the industry is touring and you can't tour unless you're already huge so we've kind of not had anybody huge come out besides olivia rodrigo in like five ten years i mean yeah it's interesting i mean i also think this is all happening i mean I'm trying to put the days together, but like, I think we had Britney Spears before we had like real, I mean, we had like CompuServe and like weird chat rooms we were entering, but like we didn't really have the internet. There was no like, like, I think part of why the business was different is because it's like you'd go to the grocery store to get groceries, you'd go to the radio to get music. Like there was more of a system of how right things were, became available to consumers. Whereas now because of the internet, it's more of a free for all. Like I do wonder what Britney's career I mean her career would be very different now you know and mm-hmm. and I don't know it's it's interesting I haven't thought about it maybe maybe next step put a little thought into it but like it is it's like her charisma plus getting backed is like in this case was the sort of secret sauce and yeah. it was just great timing right place right time and yeah I feel like she was so ahead like actually every act that they created afterwards when they i think she was part of the leadership i mean so many you could keep going with that stats list so many of those lists were the the business people were like whoa this was massively successful wait we could just put together girl groups we could like get a couple other girl stars going like we can make her britney-esque like she literally was the jessica simpson mandy moore willa ford you can go down the line all these blonde girls that were trying to that were just kind of pushed out to try and compete with Britney and none of them really could. Christina put up a decent fight. Like Christina also was huge, obviously, and they didn't need to, or they weren't necessarily competing with each other overtly, but obviously their bosses and overlords were trying to, right. they, they were trying to make them compete, you know? Totally. And, and go ahead. She, Britney also came out at, a perfect time for her to make an impact, which unfortunately was also the perfect time for her to be extremely controversial 
in some ways because this era, the 2000s, was the peak virgin whore moment yep. in culture yep. where we were sexually open enough to look at pictures of a 17 year old with her midriff out looking sexy come hither on a bed but we also still had this puritanical george bush era attitude toward female sexuality and we were extremely loud about our opinions about women you know it was like yeah but she didn't she didn't get into yet and i don't know if she will or not the whole virginity pledge thing, having to talk about whether or not she was a virgin and she things like that. She definitely will because, well, I think you got to, you got to 12. She talks about losing her virginity and it wasn't, to, it was before Justin. Yeah. Yeah. So and she is going to get into it because that's going to be, because like, right. So when you get to chapter 12, it sort of ends off with the abortion, which we'll get into, and then the breakup. And then it's, we haven't moved past that yet. So yeah. we know that they haven't even bashed each other, even talked about it publicly yet yeah it's she i just think she came out at the perfect time for her to be something that pop culture absolutely latched onto because of her image because of her sexual persona like she just was it was the talent and it was what she represented in the culture and that's unfortunate because the cultural conversation around her often overshadowed for the for us, it didn't overshadow her work because we were the prime demo. We were who she was going after, you know, like we we worshipped her. But the people that were older than us, the pop culture commentators, the late night hosts, for them, she was like a little toy to be batted around and say, here's what she represents about the culture. Here's why that's bad. Boo, Brittany, you know, so she that helped her career as well, even though I'm sure it was a big contributing factor to some of her, you know, heartache down the line and just her frustration down the line with the whole being famous thing. Well, and you definitely have to join the Patreon and you can let me know um, how much you want me to get into it now. But like the astrology is fascinating. Like, for example, on this day, almost exactly 25 years ago, when Brittany Jean released her single Baby One More Time, on that day, the moon was exactly conjunct Pluto in Sagittarius to the degree on Britney's Mercury Lilith conjunction. Wow. So the moon, the emotional temperature of the day was conjunct Pluto, meaning that there was an emotional revolution happening in Sagittarius on Britney's Lillian sun and voice. And October 23rd that day, October 24th this day, the sun is at zero one degree Scorpio, which is the degree of Brittany Jean's Jupiter expander coming out in a Scorpio way from underneath, continuing to work. We're about to come up, you know, into the last of the Taurus eclipses. Taurus is the start of something. It's the planting of the seeds. Scorpio is the energy to keep that work going so that you actually have a garden. And then even that garden might die, but regrow because of the Taurus Scorpio cycle. Every year when the sun ingresses into Scorpio, I bet if we look, October 23, 24 might be a big day for her in general because that's where her Jupiter is. So that's a day where she, she's big. Brittany's Chiron, her wound is in Taurus. Her Mars is in Virgo. She is a workhorse. She's here to work and keep working and keep farming. 
She could have been a geisha back in the day. She's always been the caged bird that has been either rejected or sought after in society. And it's sort of beyond her. Wow. Wild. She's also a Libra rising, which is why it's so easy for her. And exactly on her rising in Libra is Pallas Athena, the feminine wisdom, like strategy changer. She is literally here to be a new feminine strategy from the other life. Wow. And people have only started picking up on, you know, this is going to sound insulting, but it's not meant to be because the whole point is that people are reclaiming the term but the whole thing where like bimbo culture became really popular a couple a year or two ago and now we're allowed to be feminine and sexy and smart which we were not in the 2000s that was absolutely not part of the deal for women so right she did spearhead that she britney spearheaded it Yes, 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 yes. She was one of many. One of many blondes we have to thank. I would say Holly Madison is another one in there. There's yeah, definitely we're all appreciating that sort of archetype and genre of woman these days. So now we're getting into her relationship with Justin. She says in sync was what people back then called so pimp, which was hilarious. I guess like that's where I want a little bit more from Michelle. Like I wish she had done that with a little bit more of like an eye roll. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Super Light Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Code SUPER24. Yeah. They were known as so pimp. The Backstreet Boys were whitewashed artists, but in sync. That was wait, really wait, confusing. Hold on, what? Hold on. She was <laughs> like... like- they were white boys, but they loved hip hop. To me, that's what separated them from the Backstreet Boys, who seemed very consciously to position themselves as a white group. I did not get that impression. I think definitely the NSYNC guys were speaking in a bit of an Ariana Grande style AAVE accent that, that they did not really lay claim to in any real way. But a lot of young white 
musical artists for some reason decide to go that route for a little while before thinking better of it and realizing that they're not black but like black excellence in music was really present the beats are way better when we get timbaland involved wait actually like beyonce was blowing up too like that's always been the case ever yeah since i guess that's Motown. true that is like sort of music yeah that's sort of music yeah it's great mm-hmm. like music is more of a meritocracy where they have yeah. Like, the establishment has not been able to silence Black artists in the way that maybe in other industries they do. But I never thought that NSYNC... I, I, I don't know. I mean, I would very... have never called them, like, the... I think she's, like... They're, like, the Black-White group. It's like, wait, 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 wait. If anything, they were just, like... Appropriating... Right, like, if this is even true, it's just cultural appropriation which obviously was not a conversation back then whatsoever but i guess she was trying to say like i I thought they had good taste yeah and she thought they were cool and also b2k would like to have a word b2k existed they were the actual black boy band there were a few remember them uh, of course i remember them and mm, black street black street no diggity and boys to men were i guess they were, no i mean they were more like r&b Britain yeah, they were and in sync. Did say like we don't want to be like Christian music. Yeah, and and like melding the genres, which is really cool and great. And but nowadays it would be I don't know. It's like what's what's the line between that and cultural appropriation? That is like a, a very boring conversation that we all have to have nowadays. But it's also relevant. It's important. It is important. I I think it comes down to education and talent. Like sometimes, like I'll be scrolling on Instagram and I will see like an obese gay like five eight white guy rapping the most incredible lyric poetry i've ever fucking heard and i love it and it's just like that's not like he may be inspired by but he has talent and he's like being respectful and he's doing it because he loves the medium and he's not necessarily taking a place away from a more deserving black artist like that's the huge the huge thing right and i think like ariana grande has definitely walked the line of too much spray tan what is that accent and now she's white again well she's going she's going the other way with it she took a page from the kardashian playbook and she was like oh actually give me a puny white guy and take me home yeah that's her voice now she talks like this now i'm like worried about her a little bit like she's literally never seemed more 75 years old she went from being like 13 to 80 yeah yeah some something's going on something is not right yeah. So then she does make fun of Justin because they were walking in New York, her, Justin and Felicia, and Genuine walks up and he says, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Justin says, Oh, yeah, Fauches, Fauches, Genuine. What's up, homie? After mm-hmm. Genuine walked away, Felicia did an impression of, of Justin. I wasn't even embarrassed. He just took it and looked at her like, Okay, fuck you, Fee. That was the trip when he got his first necklace, a big T for Timberlake. Oh, God, what a cringe mm-hmm. man. What a cringe, cringe man. That's again, I'll just send you the audio of Michelle doing it because you never thought you'd hear Michelle. For shiz, for shiz. I need to hear that for shiz. You need to hear that for shiz. And I want to know if you actually think that for shiz still up for any God. Oh, yeah. It's worth getting the audiobook just to discuss. <laughs> I know. I also have to say, during that time period, I am positive that I said for shiz. Oh, for shit. You know, like, there but for the grace of God go I. Um, there but for the grace of God go is. Yeah, exactly. So, like, as fun as it is to make fun of him, I don't want to, like, let he without sin cast the first stone because we were all we were all doing that kind of shit back then. Is Justin to blame? No, we were all, it was 
Snoop Dogg made it up and then like white kids in the suburbs adopted it on mass. Like that's what it's that's the trend cycle. You know what I mean? I would we gotta do a deep dive on Snoop Dogg too. That man stays relevant. Yeah, he does. He's iconic. He's interesting. He's an interesting guy. Love him and I love him and Marty's relationship. Yeah, it's it's funny. So then she's talking about how MTV after she did her oops, I did it again. Uh, I can't get no satisfaction mashup at the VMAs. So iconic. So amazing. amazing. MTV sat me down in front of a monitor and made me watch strangers in Times Square give their opinions of my performance. Some of them said I did a good job, but an awful lot of them seemed to be focused on my having worn a skimpy outfit. They said I was dressing too sexy and setting a bad example for kids. It's I hate when people say that women are supposed to be role models for kids. It's such a red herring because it's like, what kids? What are you talking about? What is the danger? Is the danger that the kid is going to wear a skimpy outfit? Okay, then what? What's the issue with a a teenage girl wearing a skimpy outfit? Men could get the wrong impression and take advantage of her. Isn't that the man's fault? Why is that the girl's fault? And why is it Britney Spears' fault? And I also think, again, the tone of this book really works because she makes it clear. Even in the David LaChapelle shoot, she's not like, I felt so sexy. When you see little girls walking around in the summer, they're wearing tube tops and short shorts. Like, right. And we were back then, too. And I hate Absolutely. This new- and it wasn't because this- of Britney. She just looked better than us in it. Yeah. I, I hate this new narrative that girls today look so much older. No. Every, every teenage girl in the history of mankind, not every, but there's always been so many teen girls that are trying to look older, wearing makeup letting their bellies hang out. Like it's not a new phenomenon. It's just a tale as old as time. And back in the day, you were getting married at 13. So it's just like the idea that teenage girls are supposed to be buttoned up and covered up is actually a pretty new invention. You know, Not to mention that the only difference is that Britney Spears was like making a name for herself and we were all singing with her. But like I did watch the supermodels doc on Apple TV and it's like they were all discovered except for maybe Evangelista because she like worked. She like wanted to be, you know, but like all of the other ones were like discovered when they were 14 and they were doing tons of risque shit. They just weren't. It wasn't like at the time it wasn't like Christy. Did you see Christy Turlington in that jeans ad? It's like, no, she was just like a model doing a jeans ad because they looked older because yeah. teenage girls have always been able to look older if they want to. And mm-hmm. no one knew who they were or what their names were. They just thought oh, wow, what a beautiful 30-year-old sophisticated woman. And it's like, no, dude, that's a teenager. I always say- And and also, I think it's also our cultural standards, too, as adult women who are buying the jeans. It's like, I wish I looked like I wish I could fit into my 13-year-old jeans again. Yeah. And we don't, I mean, it's so unfair because we also don't internalize how young these models are. And they're presented as adults that are our age. And like the worst is with maternity clothing and stuff because they take those 17, 18 year olds and they put a moon bump on them. And you're looking at it and you're like, wait, but I'm 35 and five foot two. Why am I looking at this like girl that should be in algebra class wearing a fake bump in this outfit? This is so messy. Like Mormon. Up. It's like, it's like Mormon chic. No, but the other piece too is what? that we're really wait, gonna... Why is it Mormon chic? Because they don't get knocked up when they're like teenagers. Oh, a lot of people get knocked up when they're teenagers. Well, sure. But like, I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. I picture sister wives being all lined up with their bumps and the kids put bumps. I will cut it. (laughs) Cut it. But no, I would say too, the annoying thing, like 
I think, yeah, red, red herring is one way to put it. I think it's also just scapegoating. It's like at the end of the day, if we really want to talk about the bad influence, it actually was Lynn and Jamie Spears. Brittany's like dressing sexy. I've been drinking since I was 12. Yeah. She was cigarettes and drinking before she got her period. I mean, she doesn't know. She's not trying to influence anybody to do anything. She was pre-influenced to act older than she was from the beginning. Yeah, she's just she's just being herself. Being herself. And there's no, like, police department that comes and makes sure every famous person is, you know, doing the right role model things. And also... The worst thing is when you see clips of men who were famous at that time, specifically Eminem, talking about what bad role models these women are. And it's like, you have a song on your album about killing your wife and putting her body in the trunk of the car, right? Like he, like literally the most violent fantasies he would rap about. And yes, it's a fantasy. It's art. It's not real life. But we want to talk about bad role model. I mean, right. that's so much worse than just being an innocent girl dancing around, maybe being a little sexy. There's nothing wrong with that. That's not harmful to people. The harmful thing is the men that take that as license to assault people, which is also a very small minority of of men. But that's what we're all fighting against. Like, that's what we're allegedly why we're covering our what covering up our bodies is because of a very small minority of men who are going to act like do criminal things it's like why what not to mention a lot of the language that she was using to remember certain like when she was talking about the david la chapelle she, she was saying that like the spread was this and the headline was like inside the mind spirit and bedroom of a 16 year old regular teenager who's now a pop star it's like she didn't say bring let me bring you into my bedroom that was the editors that was the that was the she didn't write that that was written about her she could have been in her room with the holding the teletubby and even if just the headline were different the reaction from the public might have been different and like do you think i think it was about the photo though do you think david lachapelle's kind of a dick for taking that picture i mean what kind of grown man is everybody at this time yeah, everyone. I mean, yeah, it was cultural at the time, but I think even and at we that loved time, it. She made us feel normal for wearing bras too. Now, yeah, but I think he. I think no I mean, one. He's got a mad creepy at, dude. I think he's a creepy dude. But. Yeah, no one got mad at him for it. And it's like, no, you're the guy who came up with this concept and said, "Let's have her hold a stuffed animal and give a come hither look." It's like you're the fucking weirdo. And yes, he's it's art, and he's making a comment on the lolitification of this girl who is just a normal teenager, but. He yeah, but is... the lolitification actually was normal for her either way. Yeah, yeah. It's just, I, I mean, why didn't anyone, I just think if you're going to get mad at anyone, get mad at him, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, certainly. Certainly. Yeah. I really liked that she talked about people taking shots at her saying she wasn't authentic. She says, I was never quite sure what all these critics thought I was supposed to be doing. A Bob Dylan impression. So funny. Really funny. I so was funny. a teenage girl from the South. I signed my name with a heart. I liked looking cute. Why did everyone treat me even when I was a teenager? Like I was dangerous. It's because you're Lilith is conjuncture son. It's Brit. because you're Lillian's granddaughter with Lilith on your son and your Mercury. And, Jesus. and the day that you were released, the moon was with Pluto, the underworld bringing you up from the, from underneath to set the world on fire as this archetypal woman. Also, that's what I was saying before, Pallas Athena is exactly on her rising in Libra. So it's like everybody's in love with her and she just changes conversation and the way that we think about things and the strategy moving forward because she just is innately powerful as a feminine dark goddess. Yeah, you just can't. Which is not a bad her. thing. 
which is not a bad thing. We, we, whatever you think dark goddess means, it doesn't mean we're not insulting her. That's, it's just a power center for the feminine that has been uh, repressed and feared uh, and rejected from society because actually everybody wants to fuck us so bad. She says, no one could seem to think of me as both sexy and capable or talented and hot. If I was sexy, I must be stupid. If I was hot, I couldn't possibly be talented. This is really the message that was jammed down our throats as as adolescents during this time. Mm -hmm. And then she says that her real hair color is black. Now that. I mean, I sort of have a hard time believing that on Mickey Mouse Club, they were like, I know, make it a mousy brown because it's Mickey Mousey Club. But like. Okay, maybe yeah, it was. I it mean, was Lynn brown. has dark hair, so maybe it was a darker brown or something, and they give it highlights. You know what I mean? It's like Ariana Grande wasn't wasn't a natural Kool Aid. You know, I, I feel like when you're on TV at a young age, you don't really maybe you maybe you don't know what color your hair is. When my hair was super blonde, my roots looked black, even though my right. roots are strawberry blonde, dirty blonde. Like right, my yes. hair is not dark at all. It's very light. It's it's not even brown but it looked black when i was super platinum blonde just because of the contrast so i don't know yeah i don't think she's a natural dark yeah, dark certainly brunette. brunette certainly brunette right but i think her hair was dyed so that right i actually think that is the best theory we've gotten so far yeah that she was like whoa yeah it's just the contrast next to the yeah. super, super blonde yeah totally so that's important to, to address <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, only the most hard-hitting stuff here at Space Trash Podcast. Yeah, the really interesting thing also in this era is how quickly she kind of just bounces through all of these huge moments in her career, but also how absent her parents are. And when Oops, I Did It Again came out, around the time of my first world tour for Oops, I was able to build my mom a house and settle my father's debts. I wanted to give them a clean slate. And where are they in all this? You never hear of them being around and i think that's on purpose like you said she's showing not telling and i don't know it's just really interesting and she also reveals that around this time she started taking prozac because she needed to protect her heart from criticism and keep the focus on what was important i started reading religious books like conversations with god by neil donald walsh now i want to say side note one of my favorite books of all time i recommend it to all my clients i don't think anybody reads it and if anything i highly recommend it in the audio version because it um switches from two different narrators one of them is diane weiss who plays the feminine god uh and there's also a masculine god and it's one of the most profound they make you read it in life coaching school it's incredible Ah, well it's about to go to the bestseller list i'm sure because every finally i have been telling everybody i know every girl gay and they is going to be buying conversations with god and a pack of virginia slims and sitting there god i'm fucking back baby yeah and she started taking prozac so this is i guess that again very spare presentation of that information just i also started taking prozac i think we're gonna i think you're right we are gonna hear more about every drug her medical journey um, well, because the way that she's setting this up is totally flat. So there's no judgment around any of it, which I think is really healthy, actually. It's just yeah. like, this is what it was at the time. She's literally just giving us bullet points of here are the facts. And I love it for that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, she only had a week to get ready for the 2001 Super Bowl halftime show with Aerosmith, Mary J. Blige, Nelly, and NSYNC. She's incredible. She she's incredible. One week to prepare for that. It was one of the best performances ever. It was just so sweet, so adorable. And then another thing that really could have gone south but didn't, she's brought to Steven Tyler's trailer to meet him right before the show. And his energy was incredible. He was such an idol to me. I was like, whew, okay, good. <laughs> what year was this? What year around was that? Do we remember? 2001. 
Okay, got it. Then she does Crossroads. How funny was this? She started method acting without knowing what that was. She really became this other person, this girl named Lucy. When the camera came on, I was her. And then I couldn't tell the difference between when the camera was on and when it wasn't. I know that seems stupid, but it's the truth. She she was someone else for months while filming Crossroads. Still to this day, I bet the girls I shot that movie with think she's a little quirky. If they thought that, they were right. And then one day, she and her friend go to CVS in L.A., I swear to God, I walked into the store, and as I talked to my friend while we shopped, I finally came back. When I came outside again, I was cured of the spell that movie had cast. It was so strange. My little spirit showed back up in my body. That trip to buy makeup with a friend was like waving some magic wand. That makes so much sense, though, why, like, anytime she gets any freedom or that we've ever seen her get any freedom, she's like, I got to go to Starbucks and CVS now. (laughs) It's like, take me to a convenience store now. (laughs) Whatever pharmacy is closest. It's like in Everything Everywhere All at Once, how they, like, the one thing they have to do to always, like, center themselves. I can't remember what it was, but, yeah, that's really funny. And then she says she was pissed because she thought, what was I doing for the past few months? Who was I? Then the notebook casting comes down to her and Rachel McAdams. Do you believe that? I know. And she says, even though it would have been fun to reconnect with Ryan Gosling after Mickey Mouse Club, I'm glad I didn't do it. If I had, instead of working on my album for In the Zone, I'd have been acting like a 1940s heiress day and night. That would have been fun too, Britt. But also, like, how different would the notebook have been if Britney were in it? I don't think... I would I love to, to do just like a parody like trailer. Let's let's write like a parody trailer remix. Yeah, of I like have to what say, the trailer would be. I trust Britney's instincts. I don't think it would have worked. Oh, I mean that. Yeah, she didn't blow it there. That would have been. That would, would have felt way more toxic love looking back than we could even possibly imagine. It would have been high camp. I will say that it would have, but it would have gone down like the old Miley Cyrus and what's his face movies. The, Cause those were also Nicholas Sparks. Like the notebook is a classic of the genre. It's the only one that has stood the test of time. And I mm-hmm. think that it has to be exactly what it is. If it had been yeah. a Britney vehicle, I think I, I think it would have been still huge, obviously, cause she was huge, but I don't yeah, but it would have been cross. It would have been more crossroads. It would have been a different animal. Yeah. And I also think just in general, I wouldn't pair Gosling and Spears as like an on-screen duo. No. And she is not a person that's believable in the 40s because she is so... Right. She is so 21st century. Like, they say Instagram face. That's what they call it. Like, But she doesn't have Instagram face. She has whatever is the predecessor to that, where if you put her in any period piece, I don't think it would work. Maybe 60s. Maybe she could be a 60s housewife. But like, she just has a face that's so of this moment. Well, it's interesting that the people that she was working with at the beginning first instinct for her, it eventually came along with the oops, but they were like futuristic because actually, I mean, even in the book, she talks about like some of the, some of the shoots where she would get to dress up in different characters. Like she loved being like the fifties housewife, but like specifically like in the you drive me crazy video, for example, it's like, she's got those like kinky pigtails. Like she couldn't look any different than literally the moment from whence she burst through because that is what she's here to do. Yeah, she's not a chameleon. Nope. Not even close. So then she talks about how she turned down Chicago, and that, I think, would have been cool. Huge if mistake. She, that yeah. I actually, I, I agree with that regret there, yeah. Yeah, she said, I Because she I'd has been... the voice. That's not a challenging vocal show either, and she really could do that Fosse movement, like. Yeah, I mean, Erica she, she can it. She can fucking isolate, though. Like, she can really isolate her muscles, and that is very rare to oh, really do been... that well. It would have been so cool. She so says, dope. 
Uh, but also, like, favorite- she still could. Like, I feel like if that comes out of this and she does a guest stint on Broadway, that would be so full circle. Oh, they would make millions. No, that would literally be Britney's version of Romeo, take me. I think I should be with a football player. But you know what it is, too? I think part of Britney's appeal, too, was pre-Taylor Swift, where Britney, when she was on TRL and when she was, like, you felt like you knew her. Like, she was so kind to everybody that she met. She Mm. really was, like, the original, like, fan, like, like, fandom creator because we all were just like, she's my best friend. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. She's just a good gal. So now, okay, finally we get to the abortion. Why was Britney living in Orlando? This is my first question. Right. Why were Britney and Justin living at the peak of their fame and pop culture mastery as a power couple of our generation living in Orlando? I just feel like they wanted to be Southern. They wanted to be in the sunshine. I also think at the time in Orlando, like they were both signed with Disney on some level. Weren't they just doing a lot? I feel like Disney was like Not big. anymore. This is, she's still releasing. What year she, was that? She's working on Into the Zone now. She's a completely free from Disney. And so is he. Mm. There's no reason for them to live in Orlando. I just I mean, think, I think ultimately it's because like in terms of like who they are as people, like they might just like have bad taste. They exactly. That's literally what I was going to say. Bad taste. Yeah. They just, like she's a star. Her in her creative instinct is good, but in terms of like her style, it's it's still not good. <laughs> so true. Unfortunately, <laughs> she's not going to so- go. She's not going to go Victoria Beckham with this. No. Chance. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. So true. God love her. Yeah, and and Orlando obviously is a happy place for them because they loved being on the Mickey Mouse Club. They live right. for the House of Mouse. So I guess like just, they literally live for the House of Mouse. It's like it's, it's just so sad a, in a way. They're like, we just want to go home to Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> like, why Orlando? They must have had to leave every day. How often were they even there? All of entertainment is in New York and L.A. What are you doing in Orlando? And even if you're going to live in Florida, why not Miami? Why not Palm Beach? They're whiteies. And Orlando is the place where whites rule. I'm really offended by that because I'm really white and I would not be caught dead living you in would never, Florida. You would never choose Florida, period. No, if I was living in New York and I was had a lot of money, I could see thinking about becoming one of those people that goes down to Florida all the time, down to Miami, Palm Beach. Like, this is on. what I do. This is what I do. Yeah, I mean, but you're also like a New Yorker, like Asbury, like, you know, like the Northeasterners know that we go to the left coast. Yeah, I just feel like... There we're we go to it's called the gold coast yeah it's the from port st Lucie to miami is where if you're cool that's where you're going for okay yeah i just think of and trump and trump white people slander is becoming too normalized and i okay that's fair i want to fight it at every turn i don't think either of them are like irish catholic either i think they're just like pretty presbyterian yeah they are they are uh southern protestant for sure for sure for sure like they're yeah like there's some offshoot of like they're not christian fundamentalists and they're barely even christians but they definitely like went to christian school and like and they like, like don't trust catholics like catholic is right sort right. of like a, a adjacent to jewish to them like it's an uh, yes. it's an other to them yes she goes into a little mention of Jamie Lynn here. She mentions Jamie Lynn a few times just in passing saying how she was so adorable she was the cutest little kid but she also makes a reference to how spoiled she was. Yes, you know. She says she was so cute. She had a little miniature red Mercedes. It was the cutest thing you could have ever seen. 
that's how we all were with Jamie Lynn. You see it, you like it, you want it, you got it. As far as I could tell, her world was the Ariana Grande song Seven Rings Come to Life. But you want to know something? That is also her, though, paying homage to greats of the past, greats of the present, greats of like, that's her saying, Ari, I see you. You're one of us. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Mm -hmm. But then I was kind of confused. She's like, when I was growing up, we didn't have any money, which yes. And, but they did have money once in a while to have a housekeeper, which was really surprising to me because I was like, oh, wow. That was the, I guess it was the dad's gym business that was that successful for a hot minute. But then Mm -hmm. she says, my prized possessions were my Madam Alexander dolls. I got my 15th doll. You would have thought I'd hit the lottery. I thought those were pretty expensive. I didn't have 15 Madame Alexander dolls. I don't even know what a Madame Alexander doll is. It was like a little douchey kind of prissy collectible doll. I mean, I also think it's important to remember that they were living in Cantwood. And like, I don't know what the cost of living there is. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe more. You get more dolls in exchange for living in. More dolls for the dollars. Yes. 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 She talks about the denim outfits of her and Justin which she just thought it was so cute. And she said for her, it was, it was sort of an homage to a mom dressing up all her kids in matching clothes to go to church. I was like, what a cute reason to do that. That is so adorable. I like that. It was like sort of similar to Beckham doc. We're just going purple for the wedding. It's like sometimes if you're maybe in a great relationship, I hope someday that you and Nick look back on some matchy mashy bullshit where you're like, we were just so in love. We had no idea how we looked. Oh, we had a photo shoot with the dog for my pregnancy. I mean, that's uh, it. Yeah, but I loved the moonshot. Thank you. I know the moonshot was pretty cool. But like, I would like to see his solar shot. Like if you show me a Nick standing in front of the sun shot, then I'll really put you in the same category. But until then, yeah. costumes. It was important to me to do something corny where I felt good for five minutes. Dude, absolutely. You got to do it while you're pregnant. It's very rare. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, it's awesome. Now, Justin cheated on her a couple of times. She was okay with it. She was madly in love and they were pop stars. I can't believe she was okay with it. I I can. Her father and her grandfather and everybody in her family seem to literally have a complete and utter lack of regard for women. She's like, of course, man, cheat. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Uh, photographers in 2000 caught him with one of the girls from All Saints in a car. Very, te- uh, very classy of her not to actually name the woman. Wait, but which she one was All Saints? Was All Saints never, ever, 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 ever had? Maybe that was about feeling guilty. Maybe that was feeling guilty. Like, we sorry we hurt you, Brittany. You're the realist. Never, ever, have ever felt so bad. Yeah, maybe. Guilt. Maybe. Guilt among them. And she never... She never said anything. At the time, we'd only been together for a year. How do you not even say a single thing? I'm dying to... This is where I wish there was a little bit more introspection because I'm like, I want to know how and why you don't say anything. I want to understand that because it's really interesting to me because I say something if a guy I'm with looks at someone for more than three seconds. You know what I mean? I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Here's what I imagine. I imagine that because she did say like it was on every headline, like it it was being reported. I'm sure that every time they went to the grocery store or the CVS that (laughs) they would see a headline and he would be like, don't listen to any of that. You're my number one. And she'd be like, yeah, I know. Mm, Yeah, maybe another time. But wait, who was the one? Oh, you're about to bring it up. Who was? Yeah, this is a blind item that we have got to figure out. Dying to figure out. Another time we were in Vegas and one of my dancers who'd been hanging out with him told me, good dancer, love you. He Mm -hmm. gestured toward a girl and said, yeah, man, I hit that last night. 
I don't want to say who he was talking about because she's actually very popular and she's married with kids now. I don't want her to feel bad. So who's very popular, married with kids, 20 uh, famous already in about like 2001, 2002. Who? I mean, I had a thought. Who? Say it out loud. Jessica Simpson. I don't think she was big yet at that time. Oh. And mm. I also don't think she would have been in a nightclub. Actually, yeah, you're right. You're they right. In... She was she was at Christian camp. Yeah, she was lock under lock and key until she got married. Like I they were in Vegas. Who would have been in Vegas who's now very popular married with kids? In 2002, Jessica... you said? Jessica Alba. Yeah, but she's not a pop star. I think she said it doesn't she's have to be a pop star. Wait, what? Read the sentence one more time. He gestured toward a girl and said, yeah, man, I hit that last night. I don't want to say who he was talking about because she's very popular and she's married with kids now. I don't want her to feel bad. Also, Justin could have been lying is another thing because, yeah, man, I hit that last night. I don't believe anyone. Who yeah, totally. That verbiage. I'm like, OK, sure. Oh, I bet you I know who it is. Well, who? actually, because I, I don't know who she would. I don't know who Britney thinks is very successful now because she's like kind of in her own world she didn't say successful she said popular oh well but what's the difference really i mean I, there's a big difference britney's got a big work ethic i think to her if it was someone successful if it was like uh you know oprah or beyonce or someone with a real body of work she would have said she's iconic now or like she's successful now but very popular to me is like oh she's kind of an influencer now like jessica alba honest beauty is her real thing now she's not really doing showbiz anymore but she is popular cameron diaz very popular not really working in her chosen field as much now so that's why i'm i'm thinking like to say if she's very popular to me is like she's kind of pivoted to influencing or just having side businesses reese witherspoon i mean i like to think vegas celine dion but probably not <laughs> oh that would be so Amazing. funny um she's very popular yeah that's so funny she's popular um yeah i'm trying to think i mean look at my breasts are small and humble so you don't confuse them with britney's oh shakira i wouldn't say shakira what about kylie would... minogue kylie minogue i don't think it's a pop star because i don't think you would say about someone who's a peer oh, right, in your right. industry she's very popular let's figure it out like psychically i think we can figure out and also i have justin chart up and and thank you, Amanda Gale, fabulous comedian and patron, because she has great taste for bringing it to my attention. She said you have to look at Britney and Justin Starts together, and it's phenomenal. We will. Well, how about um, Nicole Richie? Oh, she's very popular, married with kids. Oh, and she doesn't really have a real job, so very popular is a great way to describe her. I mean, what if it? What if it was like one of the Kardashians? I don't think anyone would describe them as very popular. They're very infamous. They're huge, they're but they're the not most pop popular people in the world. They're not popular. People don't like them. Most of like mm. a lot of their. Do you define popular as like people would vote for you for stuff? People really like you. A lot of people really like you. I feel like everybody really likes Kim, but like I don't think Justin has no, a shot with Kim. So many no anytime, chance. Anytime, any, um, I think Kim would have hooked up with Justin for sure, but I don't think it's her because I don't think she was big enough at that time. Also, I think she might be a little too young to have been out in Vegas in 2001, 2002. Right. Vegas is a clue. Yeah. But the thing is, Sarah, 
also just on the Kardashians popularity, if you look anytime any mainstream news organization posts any story about Kim, all the comments are hate. True. People hate her. Yeah. More so than they like her, even though we love her. But that's actually yeah, true. we're gonna yeah, crack this. We're gonna crack this someday. Right now, my best guess is Nicole Richie or Jessica Alba because Nicole also might be a little too young to have been in Vegas, but I think it's got to be someone who was famous with them, a part of their peer class. Jessica Alba was getting big at that time. Like, I think, when did Honey come out? That was her big breakout <laughs> breakout hit. Um, That was 2003. So maybe she, this could have been in two, that, around 2003. So I don't know. Or maybe Julia Stiles. She's not very popular, though. She kind of just fell by the wayside. So Whatever happened to Alex Mack? She was in Veep. She's no, great. that is uh, Anna Chomsky. Isn't that, that Alex, Mack? Alex, Alex Mack? Alex Mack is Larissa Olenek. Oh, whoa. We got to look at their pictures next to each other. Oh, my God. I am ashamed. Nothing alike. Shimmel. Shimmel. No, I am. Wow. Okay. Larissa Olenek has Instagram. Wow, I'm really, really disappointed in myself. Like, do it again, Brittany. You didn't nail it. Like, how did I? I'm like, wow, I feel really fucked up about that. I'm so stupid, stupid. Oh my God, Larissa Olenek posted a picture of her and her whole family in cow costumes in Asbury Park (gasps) on June 15th. Is that a sign? Maybe it was Larissa Olenek. Does she live in Asbury now? I mean, I've always really liked her, even though I thought she was the same girl from my girl. So, oh my god! And then she's playing pickleball in Asbury. What the fuck? She Wait, lives. What? Alex Mack lives in Asbury. How awesome! What is this? She keeps tagging this show, Erin and Aaron. I guess it's a show on Nickelodeon, but she's geo tagging it as Asbury Park. I guess she thinks that she's supposed to post from geotag it as where she's posting from even though it's a mm. post that has nothing to do with asbury what oh my god i have to figure this out okay everyone in asbury all my asbury friends we need to get to the bottom of this what is going on what is going on larissa olenic lives in asbury this is so i mean funny. could it have could it have been beyonce no and maybe they think- didn't maybe he didn't hit that maybe because well Brittany does say like my dancer my assistant like was clear to say like she thought he was like sort of lying or like was trying to look cool. Like maybe it was like we made out. You would never explain Beyonce as she's actually very popular. Yeah, that's true. She's <laughs> <laughs> very popular. No. That's so funny. She's My the bad. The sun and the moon. Like correct. correct. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid. That's so funny. Okay. I get I don't think it was Larissa Olenek. We'll think about think it. Everybody think Vegas. about it. But now she's hanging out in Asbury in my mind. And if like, anybody okay. knows, let us know. Let us know. Let us know. Okay. So to move You know what's on, funny? The so. really sad thing in my mind is like, who's still married? I know. That's the thing. I'm thinking it could be a second or third marriage. It's just married with kids. It doesn't necessarily I mean, do you know what I mean? Could he could J Lo? No. I think it's Fergie. No... Fergie. It's Fergie. Fergie wasn't that big that big big yet. She wasn't known yet in two thousand two, two thousand three. This is and very honestly, she's like ago. not. She's also like not really known now either. I know, I know. Mm. We're gonna figure this out. I'm gonna I'm gonna do some research on like 
who was no, I'm fascinated. Who was already famous. I could see him saying I hit that last night about JLo when he did not in fact hit it. That's yeah. a- absolutely a worthwhile guess. What about Rihanna? Rihanna, was she around then? No, definitely not. She's too young. I don't She's think it age. yeah, yeah, okay, right, right, like okay. 13, 14 at that time. Wow. We're going to figure it out. Okay. Now, Brittany's saying, clearly he'd slept around. It was one of those things where you know, but you just don't say anything. I don't know what those things are. Those that have never, I've never had one of those things. I've never known a hot potato of information and kept it to myself, not even for five minutes. That's self-control. No, neither of us. No. Never. So this is something we don't have in common with Brittany's. Finally, something we don't have in common with Brittany. Well, the medications, I mean, once I get the full list, we could definitely have some crossover. I'm sure we do have some crossroads between us. Yeah, for sure. So she cheats on him with, with Wade Robson, the choreographer. We were out one night and she, we went to a she, Spanish bar. They kissed. Sorry, read the thing, but they just kissed. I know. We went to a Spanish bar. What's a Spanish bar? You were you having tapas? Tapas. tapas. Is, is da- dancing to Spanish music. <laughs> live Spanish music with tapas. We danced and danced. I made out with him that night. And then she told Justin that she made out with Wade. Brittany, poor Brittany. This is like, this is really weird because it's kind of like instead of confronting Justin about him cheating, she decided to cheat on him and tell him, I think probably subconsciously hoping that he would then come back and say, oh, by the way, I banged friggin' Reese Witherspoon in Vegas. You know what I mean? Would love like, to hear it. Would love to hear it. Poor girl. And then... She says that night, interesting use of the passive voice coming up. That night yes. was chalked up to something that will happen when you're young, as young as we were. And Justin and I moved past it and stayed together. Who chalked it up? I guess Justin decided to chalk it up. Justin probably, I'm sure if I know Justin, which I don't, but based on his public persona and the things that I do that I have heard and seen about him, I'm and sure. And actually also his, and his chart. Yeah, I'm sure he gave her a hard time about it. And then decided oh i'm sure i'm sure he did to be magnanimous and forgive her and be the bigger person and then britney apparently instead of saying okay what about you and all saints uh she just is like okay yeah i fucked up they stayed together i thought we were going to be together forever i hoped we would be like i just so then she gets pregnant bummer and justin definitely wasn't happy she's she's saying i always expected us to have a family together one day this would just be much earlier than i'd anticipated besides what was done was done but justin definitely wasn't happy about the pregnancy he said we weren't ready to have a baby in our lives that we were way too young i mean yeah but you're also rich as fuck i mean wait it was i know who it was katie perry no sarah it was just coming out then no she wasn't 2002 2003 yeah, it says, I'm looking on her Wikipedia right now. It says, years active. I just checked. 2001 no. is when she burst into the scene. No, she, uh, I Kissed a Girl was not in 2001. That was probably when she was still doing a Christian music uh, career. She had, a, and there's no way she was in Vegas. Lol. That's, who's our yeah, age? That's probably right. You're probably it's right. gotta be someone who's- Kate Hudson. Kate Hudson. Okay, okay, okay. Now you're talking. That she- feels right <laughs> somehow. She's actually very popular. She's married with kids. And she's also a Fabletics ambassador, more so than an actor nowadays. That's, mm. I think mm. this makes a lot of sense. I think Ooh. we can put, 
We can put her on the short list for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. We got one yeah. finally. Shit. Well, I think I still think some of my guesses are pretty good too. Well, who would you say your top contenders are? Cause I would say otherwise all mine are like really bad. I think I can't remember now. We'll have to listen back, but we're going to keep working on this yeah. anyway. They were too young to have a baby in their lives. I mean, I guess, but the part of the reason for not having a baby too young is because you don't have any money yet and you need to have a career before you can take the time off to have a baby. And like, they have the friggin' money. He just wanted to go bang other people. Let's be honest. Yeah. He was not ready for a relationship or monogamy. And he thought that what he had was just appropriate for the relationship at the time, which was that until we're really ready, Brittany, in like 30 years, this works for me. And he was, yeah. he would have just kept cheating on her. And I hate it. I hate it so much. I hate it so much. I just hate how much, like, and it's kind of like our fault as a culture too, but like, we really made him feel like so much fucking cooler than he was. Oh yeah. Big time. His Big fucking, time. his fucking curly do. It's just like, yo man. This is why you can't hook up with guys who are taken because the ego, it becomes, a yeah. it becomes a destroyer of worlds. Like, why would you ever want a man to feel that good about himself? That's a liability for us all. Like, I actually just... couldn't agree more. And it's like, yeah, will Michelle get an EGOT? Either way, Justin got an ego. Oh, my God. What if it was? No, it couldn't be. Michelle Williams was famous <gasps> enough at that time. <laughs> But it's not. There's no way. There's no also, way. Also, they're not going to bring up her marriage. It was like, she wouldn't be like, yeah, she was married. Like, she married with kids, but the first husband was seen. He fucking died in a tragic way. Yeah, yeah, no. But that would be really funny. She actually does fit the bill. If she wasn't reading the audiobook, I would have been, I, I feel like that would have been a dark <gasps> Megan a dark Fox! No, she's too young, Sarah. It has to oh. be people who are like 10 years older than us. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right. She's yeah. too young. And she wasn't even remotely famous yet. You're thinking 2010s. This yeah, is yeah, I am. It's 2000. Easy. So wait, how old were we then? So that was like high school. So high school. Yeah, high school. Sierra. Sierra. Ashanti. Was... Yeah, but Ashanti is Sierra's actually... a good guess though. Sierra's a good guess. Yeah. Ashanti, not very popular, I would say. She has faded from the scene, I think, by her own choice of her own volition. Yeah. She's not trying anymore. I want to anyway. say, like, I sort of think she and Ja Rule are also, like, still together. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they ever really were. I think they just had one song yeah. together. Yeah. Okay. So let's get back to the abortion. Very sad. She says... <laughs> I could understand. I mean, I kind of understood. If he didn't want to become a father, I didn't feel like I had much of a choice. So sad. You always have a choice. You always have a choice, especially if you're rich. You are the person that is best suited to have the baby that you want to have. You know, you're fucking rich. Right. You get a night nurse. Right. You get a day nurse. You get a nanny. Yeah. You like, you don't need to. I mean, I'm sure, I guess she wanted to. She just to wanted have... to make him feel happy. She just wanted him to. Like, she just wanted to do whatever he wanted. It's so sad. And then she says, I wouldn't want to push him into something he didn't want. Oh! Right, she wanted to be with him more than she wanted his baby right now. And in, and she would rather have herself be pushed into something she didn't want than to mm -hmm. push him into something. That is so mm -hmm. bad and so, like, just self-sacrificing. But it's also, like, I totally get where she was coming from and like i remember like that first love like just hopelessly like she never thought she was going to be with anyone else she was like okay next time 
Yeah. Oh, God. So bad. It's so sad. Our relationship was too important to me. And so I'm sure people will hate me for this. It's so sad that she's even prefacing it with that. But I agreed not to have the baby. Abortion was something I never could have imagined choosing for myself. But given the circumstances, that's what we did. I don't know if that was the right decision. If it had been left up to me alone, I never would have done it. And yet Justin was so sure that he didn't want to be a father. What a fucking piece of shit. Like what literally what a piece of shit. And yeah. then um, she didn't tell her family. Justin is like, you can't go to a hospital because people will find out. The only person who knew besides Justin and me was Felicia, who was always on hand to help me. And this again, where I'm like, wait, Felicia, what was your job? I thought you were kind of like. Lynn's- she was the babysitter. She was the babysitter. Yeah, but like, if you're if the kid you're babysitting asks for an abortion, you kind of tell the parents. Yes, she's but like of, she's a representative of of Lynn. So, but also, yeah, I but mean, she that means that she knows Lynn and she knows Jamie and she knows where Brittany's from. And her, I think her job above all was to like protect Brittany. And at this point, Brittany was the breadwinner for the whole family. She had paid her daddy's debts. She bought yeah. everybody houses. I think she was like, hey, if you want to keep this fucking gravy train going, do not involve my parents, which is again, why the conservatorship is this ominous looming. It's like a foreshadowing of like, don't involve them. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Because it's not like if they involved him, they would have, if they involved them, they wouldn't have been like, we need to get her to a hospital with great medical care and then have her talk about it. It's like they're Christians from the South with, even if they have money now, feeling like they have no money and no options and that they just protect her image at all costs because it's the only thing they have to support them. Yeah. They would have done, it would have been the exact same outcome, but with more shame. Yeah. From her parents. 100%. 100%. Yeah. 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 So then. I was told, again, more very interesting use of the passive voice. I was told it might hurt a little bit, but you'll be fine. And I'm like, I, I'm sure as Felicia told her that because Justin would not know that. So that's fucked up. Like, it might hurt a little bit. I don't think people realize how bad it hurts to get an abortion, even if it's just with the pills. And like, it's Dude, just- I think it's actually like a really... I yeah I don't think it's like I don't think it's like a plan B I think it's like a plan A B C D F G H I J K L M N O P Q R S T U V W X Y Z it's it's really I think from what I've heard extremely painful and they don't it's like a violent chemical interaction happening inside of you yeah it's forcing your body to expel something that your body wants to keep like it's super painful and I don't think people are are honest with young girls about it because for one thing, we're not allowed to talk about the realities of abortion because now we don't even have the right to it in a lot of states anymore. That's right. So it's like, we'll get to the reality of it later. We just need it to be legal and accessible and safe. And the other thing is like, they don't want to pressure girls who, who aren't in a good position to have a baby, to have a baby. And if you tell them how bad it's going to hurt, I think they might, but also they lie about every single gynecological procedure under the sun. They lie. When I got my epidural, they said, you're, I can't even believe this. You're going to feel a, sh- a sharp scratch. And what did it feel like? Uh, hell. I screamed. Like, I just, they just lie. They lie to you. No matter what you're getting done, they're like, you might feel some pressure. And then all of a sudden your <laughs> right. insides are being ripped out. You know, it's just what right. they do with, with any gynecological I mean, with anything, you go to the dentist and you're going to, if you, if you have a cavity filled, it's like, this is going to only hurt for a second. And then they stick a needle that feels like it's going through your face into your gums. It's like, whoa. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why they think lying is the way to do it because it's. Cause I think they don't want you to tense up right before they. I know. Shove but stuff into you. 
do you know what? That makes me pass out. I don't know how I didn't pass out when I got the epidural. I guess something in me knew that if I passed out, things were going to get even worse. So like, no, you're like, I, I literally am driving this car right now, even if I have help. Like, yeah. Even like, if you're the test, like I totally get that you could program a Tesla, but like you won't catch me dead. Like just like tr- taking shots in the front of my Tesla, trusting the computer entirely. Right. Right. Exactly. Like I've passed out getting blood drawn before. I passed out from like a colposcopy, which is like a slightly elevated pap smear. Like I pass out from everything, but for some reason, this one, I, I stayed with it. But anyway, yeah, like it sucks. And I feel so bad for her that she was told I, it might hurt a little bit, but you'll be fine because then. <sighs> What happens is she takes the pills. She goes into the bathroom and stays there for hours, lying on the floor, sobbing and screaming. I started having excruciating cramps. They should have numbed me with something, I thought. I wanted some kind of anesthesia. I wanted to go to the doctor. I was so scared. I lay there wondering if I was going to die. When I tell you it was painful, I can't even begin to describe it. The pain was unbelievable. I went down to the ground on my knees, holding the toilet. For a long time, I couldn't move. To this day, it's one of the most agonizing things I've ever experienced in my life. And she's had two kids. Still, they didn't take me to the hospital. Justin came into the bathroom and lay on the floor with me. At some point, he thought maybe no, music this, would help. No, no, this he made literally... me feel that violently ill from the inside out. Like, no, what did he do, Molly? Tell the people what the most awful thing I could imagine someone doing in that circumstance, which is what he did. He pulled a anyway, here's Wonderwall. He pulled literally, out. Literally. He pulled out an acoustic guitar and he laid there with Britney strumming the guitar. Can you imagine writhing in pain on the floor, aborting your own baby that you kind of want to have in secret? And the guy who you're in love with, whose baby you're aborting because he told you to, brings out his guitar and is serenading you through your screams. I, I... I, I can't believe I give her so much credit. Talk about non-reactive. Not only did she not say anything to him, I would have taken that guitar and smashed it over his motherfucking head. Are you kidding me? And I would have been like, do what you can call your connects, get me some Percocet or go kill yourself. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Terrible, terrible, terrible stuff instead of taking her to the hospital. And this is all to serve his reputation and his ego right. and his career. Don't forget right. because, but they were, but they were making it seem like we don't want Brittany. To be known as like a like a baby killing whore, yeah. But really, it was and for the, Justin. And the whole point of the abortion in general, I'm sure, is so that Justin's career can soar to ever greater heights, and he can bang more and more and more women. Because if he's got a ball and chain at home in the form of a wife and child, right? Then he's gonna have to be way more discreet about that. So, like, if they were, they're. I mean, if they were the normal Orlando couple just you know at their same ages and she got pregnant i feel like there's more of a chance that he would have been like all right i guess we're doing this because he Mm -hmm. would have had you know he wouldn't have had this like career beckoning him and like this was a decision made to save his career basically which is so fucked up and i'm sure he framed it to her that it was to also save her career but Mm -hmm. she was fine i mean she would have been fine a lot of Young women who become famous early also have kids early and it's fine because again, when you have Yeah, but do they have abortions publicly early? I think that was the thing that they were, it wasn't even just sex or kids. It was like, because at the time I think she was still claiming that she was, they were like doing a whole act where it was like, we're so in love, but we're Christian. Yeah. 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 I know. Yeah. Just for the abortion itself. Like, yeah, going to the that's hospital. why they wouldn't take her to the hospital because they were yeah. like, well, if you're having an abortion, then you're definitely having sex. And we already lied to everybody about that. And again, 
Justin comes out looking like the bad guy as well if she goes right. to the hospital. So yes. it's also like so self-serving for him. Already, and it even, if anything too, like even just him being like associated with like that kind of gossip. And this is Bush era, by the way. Right. Like this is, cons- this is height of conservative America. And she is like the sexy princess of conservative America. In like- Orlando. Orlando. What are we doing in Orlando? Why are we here? Why are we crying on the bathroom floor in Orlando when we're Britney Spears? Bad parenting. Ugh. Okay, final final part, and then we're done. After that, I was messed up for a while, especially because I still did love Justin so much. It was insane how much I loved him, and for me, it was unfortunate. I should have seen the breakup coming, but I didn't. Poor Britney. I don't, it's like, why should she have seen the breakup coming? Because he was cheating on her? Yeah, but like, but like, I hate that it, like, I hate that it was like the abortion was like the fine, like, don't leave her that way. Like, yeah. Well, you could cheat on her either way. She seems fine with it. Don't fucking leave her in this state. Men are, and then make it, I guess we're gonna have to get there because we did stop right there, but like, just thinking what we know is coming in act two where it's like cry me a river are you fucking kidding me oh my god you're right because cry me a river is about her cheating on him with not kissing at a tapas bar one time making out with someone at a tapas bar after he was out banging like god knows how many people all saints and whoever else oh man I fucking love Brittany. I am really excited. We have so much astrology to talk about. I literally think this is a rebirth for her in a way that I think, look, any Sagittarians out there, Sagittarians been kind of having a tough go of it for a while. I think that there is a major Sagittarian resurrection happening a la Taylor Swift and Kelsey. I think the Sagittarians are having a comeback mode and I really look forward to Brittany coming through the Scorpio South Node darkness and reminding us that she is that big Scorpio fire. I mean, that big Sagittarius fire again. Yeah, 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 yeah. I really am. I hope so. And I'm looking forward to it for sure. All right. I mean, I literally am going to keep listening right now because like I'm fucking in. I know, but don't go to, don't go far ahead. Just go up now. No, the next 12. Yeah, yeah. So up to chapter twenty-four. How many chapters are there? Forty-nine. Okay, so yeah, chapter twenty-four. That's it for part one of the Woman in Me by Britney Spears, chapters one through twelve. We are going to continue discussing this book. If you want to hear the full discussion, you're going to need to join the Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Space Trash Podcast. The next batch of chapters will be on there. It's like really cheap and you can hear us talk even more about this book that we probably are going to have a really hard time we're going to talk about. longer about this book than Brittany talks during the book and when i say Brittany, i mean michelle williams playing Brittany. but we're going to do more podcasting than the book is long i know Audio. i think we did that for spare <laughs> i think we did that for spare also Look, it's because we have reverence for our subjects and our listeners and the sound of our own voices. Like Brittany, we got the goods and we're not going to back down just because we're too young. This is an essential companion to the book. I think you should all join the Patreon. Wow. I love that. We're adding so much context. We're adding so much uh, 
I don't know, cursing that's not present in the actual tome itself. So patreon.com slash space trash podcast if you want to get the full experience. And by then, hopefully we figure out who Justin's essential companion was that one time in Vegas. Who's actually very popular. Who's actually, who's surprisingly popular and married with kids. Gwyneth Paltrow? No. Too old. Gabrielle Union. For some reason, whenever it actually is a woman of color, I assume that he's lying because I assume that he is like just you wish. To... Okay, so... Yeah, like J-Lo and Gabrielle Union are not hooking up with Justin Timberlake, not even in his prime. There's just no possible way. Mm-mm. Yeah. Space trash. Trash in space. Space trash. Lifestyles of the rich and Uranus. Space trash. Celebrities, they're trash, but the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. 